Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today I have a special message, and it's called, The Hour of Jesus Has Come. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, you said you wanted to be where we are, and we just acknowledge you. We thank you that you said when we gathered in your name that you would be here. So we thank you that you are. We're asking you to just take over and teach us your way. Prepare us to stand before you that day. We, have, we want everything you have for us. We love you and praise you. Give us ears to hear in your name. In your name we pray. Amen. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And the other day I was just getting out of bed and I heard him say, the hour of Jesus has come. And it was a shout and it was audible. And I said, Lord, what does that mean? And he said, the hour of testing has come. And so I spent some time with him, and after meditating um, on the things that he said and him elaborating on what he meant, I started to feel a little bit bad, a lot bad, that I hadn't been completely obedient to him because he said he's coming. And he, he had shown me um, a couple of weeks ago that he's doing a dividing. and. Actually, for the last couple of weeks, I felt, or maybe even more than that, I felt a lot of um, testing. Um, I felt like he was asking me to do a lot of things that were too hard for me. And, but I said I would do them, but I would need his help. And he did that. He helped me. And so um, when he said the hour of testing is at hand, uh, I was supposed to share that, and I didn't because I was feeling shame. I was feeling guilt. I was feeling convicted that I hadn't done what he said to do. And so this morning, I hadn't done all that he said to do. And so this morning, I heard him say, the great hour of testing. Oh, I have it written down here. A greater hour of testing is at hand. And it was audible again, and he shouted it, and he said he was frustrated, and he said, obey me. And I think what we do, at least what I do, is we get caught up in those distractions of the enemy, and we're, we're always so worried about things that we're missing it, and we're not taking him seriously. And he's frustrated because he loves us, and he's coming and he's doing a dividing according to who obeys him and who doesn't obey him. And I started to tell you a couple years ago, um, he told me that I was asking him about certain things. And he said that I was like one of the five virgins. Now, if you don't know that story, it's in Matthew 25. There were 10 virgins, five were wise, five were foolish. The five foolish ones is the one he compared the ones he compared me to because they weren't ready when he came. They heard the trumpet sound that the bridegroom is here. And um, they woke up, they had nodded off, they woke up and they weren't ready. So they quick tried to go and, and get their stuff done. This is how he put it to me. It talks about vessels, but he quick try uh, they quick tried to go get all their stuff done. And he said that to me. He said, at the last minute, when that trumpet sounds, you're not going to be able to catch up on all the things that I have called you to do. 
And I took that very seriously, and I didn't realize how much I was lagging. Well, I kind of did, and, and um, really, really trying to get it together and not get distracted. and kept catching myself and asking him to help me. I finally started saying, God, you, you need to help me to stay on track. Help me to make it because I knew that I was lacking, that I was getting discouraged and that I was getting distracted and doing some of what he said, but not all of what he said. And, and so I just asked him to keep helping me. And so the last couple of months, he has been correcting me and showing me more of these little gods that I had in my life that I had no idea that I had, not only things, um, but people and even myself and the way of him. You know, when you say, I can't, Lord, um, it's not fancy enough for me, or my circumstances aren't right, you're really saying it's about you. You're really saying that you're first and you're putting him second. And we are to love him with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind, and care about what he cares about, and rely on him and not ourselves. When we rely on ourselves, then it's all about us. Then we're first. But when we rely on him, he's first. And when he's first, then he takes care of all of our needs, and we don't have any gods. We don't have things in the way of him and ourselves. We're not in the way of him. And so that's what he's saying to us today. And I just want to encourage you to ask him to correct you. You know, the, the, the last couple of months, he kept saying, I correct those who I love. And I want to read that to you. Um, verse, Revelation 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door. Actually, 21. Um, he who overcomes and is a... Nope. Sorry, verse 19. Those who I dearly and tenderly love, I tell their faults and convict and convince and reprove them. I chasten them. So be enthusiastic and earnest and burning with zeal and repent, changing your mind and your attitude. And that's what he kept saying to me. So I said, okay, I'm excited. And I always say that. I want, I want him to correct me. I want to be right with him. I want to live with him forever. I don't want to go to hell. And so when he told me this, I was frightened. I was afraid. I, I was thinking, man, I still haven't gotten it together. And um, the last couple things he's been calling me to do, you know, it's that still small voice. And sometimes he just kind of let it go. And I was letting it go. And then I, I heard him kept telling me to obey him. And so um, I thought, yeah, I'm just letting this go. And he's correcting me because he loves me and I got to obey him. And so um, the reason that I didn't share the word that day, which I got corrected today for it, is because I felt convicted and I didn't want to share it. But he's calling me to be transparent because... Of course, I'm not the only one with this problem. And so the main thing is that he's coming and he's asking us to obey him. And he's frustrated that we're not because he's in love with us. It's amazing how he shares his feelings. It, it's, I just really appreciate that he does. And um, he, he's really hurt. He's really hurting 
because we say we love him, yet we have all this stuff before him. We say we love him, but we don't obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me, and I'll show myself to you. So often we wonder why we don't hear him. And, you know, I, I noticed that fading away of him the last couple of days when I didn't do what he said. But um, so I'm doing what he said. I'm sharing this message with you today and any, anything else he asks me to do, I'm just going to do it. It doesn't matter. You know, the, the root of putting ourselves first, he was showing me today, is because we care so much what other people think. And so we're trying to fit in instead of being peculiar. We're trying to fit in and, and we're really trying, maybe not realizing it, but we're trying to please other people. Because we put them first before God because we care what they think, which turns, it turns it into caring too much for ourselves. And so when God asks us to do something, we're like, well, I can't. I got to do this. No, I can't do it unless I have this or unless you do this first, unless, you know, we give them conditions. And so that is a big thing. And he, he needs us to take him seriously because he really is coming and he's hurting because it's not his will that one should perish. But, you know, things are getting bad. And um, I, I noticed all this anyway. Um, before he started, I noticed this when the grocery store, when I went there and the shelves were empty, I started feeling, I started feeling this conviction like, he's coming. He's coming. And then, you know, all the other things that are happening along with it, I could just feel it in my spirit. And um, when you know Jesus, when you're walking with him, it says you are going to know, you are going to have that knowing. And those who don't pay any attention to him, it's going to be like in the day of Noah. They're going to be eating, drinking, dancing, getting married, and all those other things Jesus said, just normal life. And all of a sudden, he's going to be there as quick as um, labor pains come on, the Bible says. And so we are in labor. The pains of labor are here, according to Jesus in Matthew 24. Um, um, he tells us that. So it's, it's a scary thing unless you're right with him, unless you're obeying him. And I, I feel like I heard someone say this, and it, my spirit connected with it. And I, I believe God is saying, okay, this is like your last chance. Wake up. It's time. I'm coming, and I want you to be right with me so that you can live with me forever. Stop denying me. When you hear him talk to you, take it seriously. Write it down. There's so many things I didn't write down that I should have wrote down. Just like this this morning. He got me up at like 2.30 and he spoke audibly to me. And this time I wrote it down. And so I wouldn't forget it because so often I have to ask him what he said again. And that's terrible, right? I mean, when the God of the universe talks to you, write it down. And do what he tells you to do because that time is near. And this is a time, and that's why he's wanting me to share it with you. It's a time of great testing. He did that dividing, and now he's testing. If he asks you to do something, quickly do it. If you know already what you're supposed to be doing, quickly do it. You know, I so often have heard people say that, you know, God called them to do something, and um, they're waiting on him 
to make it happen. And that's not how it happens. That, that, that was my mistake too. You got to make it happen. You just take one step at a time and you do it. And, you know, and um, Matthew 25 um, and Matthew 24, it says, Jesus said, be careful, be watchful, be, act- be actively waiting for he's going to come. I guess I don't have to read it. He's going to come like a thief in the night for those who aren't looking. And um, actually, I'm going to read it in Matthew. So the parable of the virgins is in Matthew 25. 1 through 13, and I encourage you to read it. But I want to read verse 13 to you. Watch therefore, give strict attention to, be cautious and active, for you know neither the day or the hour when the Son of Man comes. And he said to me that day, the hour of Jesus has come. And so that fits together. And so it sounds like he's coming pretty quick. Um, Last year, or three years ago at Christmas time, he said, Santa's not coming. I am. And you can look for that um, newsletter, and there's a video like that if you want to hear it. And um, even the bridegroom is coming is another video, an older one that I did the day that he told me that I was like one of the five virgins. So prepare. Be actively doing what you know to do before he gets here. And, you know, whatever that is, you got to find out for him, from him. You got to hear his voice. You can't find out from someone else. Only he knows what you need to be doing. He's the one that um, is going to be testing you. And now is the time of testing. So make sure you take this time that you have where, you know, you don't have to work, maybe, or, you know, we're locked in. Take that time and get on your knees and find out what you need to be doing. And if you feel him asking you to do things that seem unusual, just do them because it's a time of great testing. And so I've shared that word with you today. I'm pretty excited that he spoke it to me and I'm excited to share it with you because I don't want anyone to go to hell either. And we just don't take him seriously. And so um, this is what he told me to tell you today. And this is what I'm telling you. And if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, hurry up and do it. And then get on that path. Get on that narrow path. Let him correct you. He loves you. And he wants to make, it, make things right with you. Wherever you are and you walk with him, he's going to help you if you ask him to. Get it right and so that you can meet up with him. And he opens that door for you and welcomes you. And, you know, when, when you won't have anything to do with him here and now, he's not denying you, you're denying him. Because we have the word, he's his word. And so when you do what the word tells you to do, when, you have, when you're in agreement with him, then you're in agreement with him. But if you're not in agreement with him, then you're denying him. And if he asks us to do something and we just think, oh, it's not that important, you're denying him. Because everything... He tells you to do is super important and it's for your good and he's preparing you for heaven. So when Jesus left here, he told the disciples the Holy Spirit would come and take his place and he'd be their counselor, their standby. Tell him things to come. He's telling us things to come right here and right now. And the signs are all here. You can check it out in Matthew 24. And it's interesting how Matthew 24 um, 
after he tells all the signs, he tells how to be ready, how to be actively waiting, making sure you're doing the word, making sure you're in agreement with him. Anyway, the Holy Spirit's going to be everything you need, Jesus living on the inside of you to help you prepare for his return. And then he's going to ask you to help him prepare for his return by voicing what he gives you to voice, whatever he tells you to do. So let's pray that prayer. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you love us and you want to live on the inside of us. And we're inviting you in right now. Thank you for being our God, for teaching us, for filling us with your spirit and helping us to be ready for your return. Help us to be faithful to you. Lord, help us to know that the hour of your return is soon and help us to pass those tests. Help us to pass those finals. We love you and praise you and thank you for your help. In Jesus' name we pray. In your name we pray. Thank you so much for listening today and take heed to his voice because the time of Jesus' return is here. The hour of Jesus, Jesus has come. The hour of testing has come. A greater hour, a great hour of testing is at hand. And then he said, I'm frustrated. Obey me. So let's get rid of his frustration and obey him. When you live with him in heaven, you're going to be in agreement with him. There's no disagreement in heaven. So you got to agree with him here and now so you can live with him when you leave here. You know, I'm just feeling him prompting me to tell you that he said this to me one day. He said, many of my people think they're going to move in with me one day. Everybody thinks they're going to heaven. But right here and right now, they don't have time for me. They don't agree with me. They really want nothing to do with me. They're too busy. And so that is silly. That is silly. And he is warning us. And this is our time of warning. And so just don't assume anything. Get ready. I don't know if he's coming tomorrow, next week at Christmas. I don't know when he's coming. But the point is to be ready so it's not like a thief in the night. He said, if you knew what time the thief was coming to your door, you'd be standing there ready. And so be ready, and you're going to know. Thessalonians, um, Paul tells us that we're not in the dark, and so we know. And so if, if things are happening around you, if you're walking closely with God, you already know he's coming. And you probably already have some of the convictions I did. And I felt like he said many people are already know what they're supposed to be doing, and they've let things slide, like I have. So let's get it right. He's coming, and we want to live with him when we leave here. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.